Thanks to everyone tuning in on the live stream. You can also find this on YouTube. Um, like I said, I've been working on... That's me messing with the pop filter. It's being temperamental today. I don't like it. Um, anyway, you can... Um, you Yeah, there we go. You can also catch video highlights of Creative Crunch on YouTube as well as the uninterrupted full stream since Instagram has a timer. Um, I'm only allowed to kind of broadcast an hour every week there um, and really get good reach on it um, and get good engagement. Um, yeah. Well, so, oh, let's get into this. Welcome to Creative Crunch. I'm your host, Curtis Tucker, and today we're going to be talking about uh, Facebook stock taking a dive. We've been talking about stock on this podcast for a couple of episodes now, and so this is kind of like our first big event together, um, and it's interesting that it happens right smack in the arts industry, kind of social media, publicly traded companies vibes, uh, with Zuckerberg losing like 14 to 15, I think it was million. Maybe it was B with a billion. We'll have to look at the sources for that one. Uh, but I thought that would be interesting to talk about today. Um, and then we're just going to kind of go off on different kind of tangents, maybe see what's new with Instagram. I don't think much has changed, uh, but I've been trying some things. Like I've been putting a little bit of extra effort into some stories uh, typographically. So maybe we could get to that section of my notes because I do have some notes on that and on how like design principles and design typography can really uh, make your Instagram stories pop and make your communication in general kind of be a little bit more engaging. Uh, I think it's been working for me. I'm enjoying putting a little bit of extra effort into it. I've also been exploring some like Instagram story presets for Premiere um, and like exporting video that way and kind of having it ready to go and kind of really taking those um, new post posts to the next level. Uh, so one of my last pieces of content for CVA before I left uh, was this video that it was, it was a video, but it was kind of like a cinemagraph in a way. Um, it wasn't perfect, but I think it was playing with that kind of long form GIF slash short form video kind of sphere. Um, and what it was is it was three of the employees sitting on there with books uh, covering their faces. And um, that you can kind of see some movement in the beginning, you know, like you, your brain registers it as like not a picture. Um, but it's interesting because then like their legs cross, like they switch their legs. Um, and so I've been enjoying kind of experimenting with that um, and kind of increasing the production value around that. And I've been meaning to kind of get around to a lot of video exporting. Um, so the, the YouTube page is a lot more engaging. And I'm still kind of considering Twitch, but I don't know how engaging this is for the Twitch sphere. But again, there's like that green screen. I just have to talk to my coworker, Audrey, about like how to use this green screen because it's in the videos. I just don't exactly know what to do with it. So if you listened to last week's episode, um, you heard my thoughts about art school and kind of the changing landscape of education. Um, and again, I just kind of wanted to elaborate on that since I've been talking to some listeners about it. I talked to, got a few thoughts on it at Creatives at Roundish Tables at Odessa, Denver. So that was very helpful. Um, yeah. And so I just kind of wanted to kind of update you guys on some thoughts about that. Um, again, it's about like can taking taking control of your education as a learner um, and really being proactive with your education. When you do sign up for college, like it is a huge commitment. And so you've got to be in a position in life wherever that is, but like a stable kind of position. Um, you don't want a lot of drama happening to kind of conflict with your study time and things like that. You really want to like try to get yourself in a headspace to where you can dedicate a good amount of time to that. That being said, uh, when you do pick a higher learning education, um, 
path, know that c- community college is just as valid and is a great way to kind of get started on your educational path. That's what I did is I was just kind of in a weird position in life. I had tried out some four-year institutions and it really didn't work out. And I really wasn't in a stable headspace to be going to college. And so, of course, mentally, I wasn't committed, especially to that 8 a.m. music class. Um, but then when you do get in the headspace, like community college can be a nice little chunk, right? It's nice because it's only two years, right? Two years in and out, you're done. Um, and you've got a step, right? And you can explore an interest. And I think that's a perfect time to kind of two years is like a good time to see if an interest can be a passion and it can be like what you're all about. Um, or for me, it's like, it was a time to like learn and kind of have a safe space to explore about the industry and like really pivot. Um, and like know that I was competing, completing a graphic design degree. Uh, but that, that wasn't really what I wanted to do. I didn't want to become a traditional graphic designer. I wanted to do something else, right? Like I was itching to do something else. And so that's how I got into event production. So that's then like that journey, like, right, like going and in for graphic design and having two years done um, and really wanting to pivot. Let me like go back and kind of make some other mistakes and learn and grow and change and do stuff on walls and see the energy around that. And then recognize that I need like more business knowledge to really um expand and like let stuff on walls grow which is what you're experiencing now through all these live streams through all these podcasts it's like another pivot and another addressing of stuff on walls and like the more and more i do this the more and more i say this the more and more i'm interested in getting back into event production or at least having like networking things or like really putting extra effort into cart, right? And so again, with this pivot, it's knowing that I don't have to start my own thing and like have my own brand, but me participating in other people's things is just as valuable and if not more valuable, right? Like when I go to cart, that's one more person who's consistently showing up to cart. And I think that's a great thing. And I really think that's like how cart grows, right? It doesn't need more things competing with it. We don't need another creative happy hour. What we need is like some more like synergy around this and more people just who are interested in participating, realizing that you don't need to make your own thing, but you can go to other people's things and be good to go. Welcome back to Creative Crunch. I hope you're enjoying the uh, structure of these episodes. I'm kind of trying to break it up a little bit more and uh, leave some kind of like musical interludes. Uh, That being said, if you know anyone who is musically talented and creative that way and they want to get their music out there, um, just send them my way and I will gladly uh, mix in some of their audio and kind of do like 30 30 second to minute long samples I think would kind of be cool. So if anybody out there is uh, musically talented in the Creative Crunch audience, uh, get at me. Shoot me a DM and let's get you uh, all uh, all up in this. Get your music all up in this. Okay. So I pulled up the uh, slide share on LinkedIn for the, the Gary V content model. I'll try to make sure to share this out on social, but if I mistakenly don't, I'll probably just do it during this session right after we talk about it. Uh, but if I don't and you want to refer to it later, just look up the Gary V content model and it's a slide share on Instagram, which I think is a really cool feature. And I'm looking forward to kind of digging through slide shares because if you're creative and you're like me, you're probably a visual learner. So um, it's cool to kind of dig around on that and see what people are sharing on LinkedIn SlideShare. Okay, so getting into this, the content pyramid is a modeled structured in a reverse pyramid, right? So you're going to start wide at the top and then move down to the smallest section of the pyramid. Um, And it's four pillars of content, right? And so if we're talking about this podcast, uh, this podcast is a pillar of content, right? Um, Gary, for Gary V, it's an interview or a keynote. Um, it's things like that, right? It's usually like long format content. And then what he's doing with that is repurposing it into 30 
Yeah, that's right. 30 other pieces of content that are designed over index on platforms they are distributed to, right? So he's taking this one long form piece of content and chopping it up and remixing it and turning it on all these other bits. And if I'm using my language correctly, it's actually his team, right? So I think that's, we're going to talk about that because I think that's the challenge with Creative Crunch is I don't have a team, right? And a lot of us don't have a team. And if you do have a team, if you have one other person, like I can see how this content pyramid becomes so much easier to do, right? Like with every person you have that is participating in this, the easier and easier it gets, right? So the widest form of the pyramid is going to be one long form piece of content. For Gary, it's a daily vlog, it's the Q&A show, it's keynotes or a podcast, right? And for Creative Crunch, it's this podcast. It's these recording sessions that happen every Monday afternoon, right? It's That is the long form piece of content, okay? Again, everything else is going to come from this long form piece of content, okay? And then from that, we're moving now to the middle section of the pyramid. And this is short form pieces of content, articles, memes, images, quotes, stories, mashups, remixes, rants, gifs, etc. Right? It's this plethora of short form content that people are consuming. You're using this long form to create these short form things, right? Like right now I'm using my GoPro and I'm constantly moving it around trying to get today I'm getting different time-lapse angles um, and I'm trying to get like different things like that uh, for the beginning and to really kind of get a couple minutes of that so I can change that up but then other than that I'm usually recording video and photo on my GoPro right like it's a I, like I I don't it's, this isn't sponsored or anything but like if you're looking at making an investment into gear and I'm not endorsing that gear solves problems but or like makes you any much better at creating content right but like GoPros for me have turned into another cameraman like this morning on a gig I just had it on its selfie stick moving around the location kind of following me or getting two steps ahead of me and it was like having a whole other camera person there right so during these long form things I'm creating short form content I'm also recording on my DSLR to have video highlights right so I'm creating short form content out of this long live stream. And then the smallest part of Gary Vee's content pyramid is distributing the content on relevant social platforms, right? And I think that's key there, relevancy. Um, I'm still struggling with that. I think a lot of people do because the landscape changes quite rapidly as well. You know, it's like, um, where do you put these things? But what's really interesting is he's included Instagram TV, LinkedIn, Instagram itself, right? Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Quora. Wow, these last four, I don't even know what these icons are, right? But it's like you need to be distributing then these snacks on your channels to get people back to the long form. I think that's how that's working, or at least that's how I imagine it working with Creative Crunch. So here's how you do it. Here's how you use this pyramid. And this is what I'm trying to start to engage in and why I might take a break from like recording so much is because I want to put a lot of this into action. I have a lot of footage sitting around that needs to get rendered. I need to figure out how to render videos better. Maybe there's another way I can do it over the internet or something because it basically melts my laptop. Okay, but this is what I'm working on is establishing these pillars of content, right? Document, just like get it, like have the videos up, have everything running, have everything going and moving and shaking, right? Like just document. And pillars, again, remember that a pillar of content is a long form video or audio show from which all other content is derived, right? This live stream for Creative Crunch on YouTube is the long form uninterrupted pillar, okay? Then the DSLR is running and the GoPro is running and I would maybe even consider like the Instagram live stream short form because of the timer that it's set there, right? Same thing for the Twitter stream when I do those. So let's break it down for Gary. For Gary, it's the daily vlog. It's called the Daily V. If you don't watch that, uh, this makes me want to watch a couple more episodes. Don't watch them too late at night. 
Watch them in the morning to get motivated. Watch yourself a daily V. Get going on that. Um, I watched it for maybe like six months straight, nine months straight, and then like you kind of get sick of watching it and you want to go. But it's nice to come back to, you know, every now and then, right? So for Gary, it's the daily V, right? This is uh, dedicated content shows, business Q&A, hashtag AskGaryV, hashtag pod sessions, influencer meetings, and collapse, okay? It's also his keynotes, his interviews, and his fireside chats, okay? So those are Gary's long-form pillars. Two, create micro-content, okay? This is where creative people excel because literally the word is to create. After we've documented, after we've just had the videos running, right, and capturing the footage, now we get to create things. Now we get to create these short-form snippets, and this is where we get to be fun and expressive and personal with the brand, right, Um, and who you are creatively. This is where we get to turn the document into something creative, right? Like, right, I think a lot of creative people skip a step. Okay, they skip documenting, they go straight to creating, right? They have this creative vision, and it again, it's just about consistently documenting. I'm going to say that again it's about consistently documenting one more time so it sticks. It's about consistently documenting. People come to me, and I've seen engagement and I've seen community because I'm here every Monday streaming, right? Like, because I'm just recording video and producing producing content and things like that. Like it's starting to happen. I'm starting to get that digital stuff on walls energy back. Okay. So document then create. Micro content is effectively short form pieces of content made into memes, quotes, stories, Instagram stories, posts, whatever, right? Once you have a pillar of content, you can repurpose the best moments, and this is what I'm struggling with, but we'll break that down in a moment. Once you have a pillar of content, you can repurpose the best moments into many pieces of micro content, right? Out of this three hours, out of this hour-long podcast, um, you know, things like that, out of the live stream, what are the moments, what are the gems, what can we talk about? Right. And then where does it go? Where does it go on Facebook? I've been thinking more and more now, like what goes on LinkedIn? What turns into a tweet? Because I want to get that automated. Like I'm tired of doing tweet in the moment. I want to have more tweets just rolling out right through Hootsuite or through later or through something around this long form piece. Okay. What's good for Instagram, right? Like, again, polling, getting uh, user-generated content uh, around branded hashtags, right? How can we create Instagram content around that? And, like, what can the long form do? And, like, what can become stories? What little things can become stories? And then he has Snapchat still on here. And I don't know. Personally, I've discounted Snapchat. It's just exhausting having these other ones set up. And now that I'm job hunting and putting LinkedIn on the plate, I think that's enough to manage right now. So again, this is where Gary is saying micro content, right? Like a couple minutes, a couple seconds, GIFs. His team looks for moments that they think will resonate with their audience, uh, with the audience, right? For the brand and which gets turned into short videos, right? So you're going to see this a lot on Gary's, Gary V's channels. If you follow him, you'll kind of start noticing that the backdrop is the same where he's wearing the same clothing. And that's because this long form piece has become all these little snippets that are aimed at different target audiences or the target audience, I should say, of the Gary V brand, right? Which is like self-starters people who need a little extra push, a little extra motivation, right? Like want an idea, want a strategy, want a little thing that they can do to start a bigger movement and momentum and kind of rebuild themselves, right? So this is what I'm trying to come up with is um, more of a distribution plan. Once you have the pillar of content and the micro content, now we're moving on to step three, which is distributing them across all social platforms, okay? So this is a cool little map, and I think I'm going to try to put this slide share on the green screen because I think you can download it, and maybe I can screen record or something. Uh, But you start with Facebook, 
YouTube Live, Instagram TV, right? Like these are all long form pillars of content, uh, micro content and stories on LinkedIn, on Instagram itself, uh, Insta Stories, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, and then articles. This is where I'm kind of lacking is like writing a blog or like having something to go along with this um, in writing, right? Like visually, I'm really supporting it, but I think writing could be um, a nice little thing to have. The first round of micro content is ultimately used to drive viewership to the pillar content on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram TV, as well as listens or downloads to the podcast, right? So like that's exactly kind of what I tried to do, right? Like I try to tease, if I do my job right, I successfully tease out that like every Monday I do this live stream. Um and I try to put stories around it. I try to give you guys updates throughout the day and kind of like talk about who's on it um, and try to drive you back either to the Creative Crunch link in my Instagram bio or to the YouTube stream, things like that. Like I'm trying to get listens on the podcast and views on the live streams. It's also saying that the article should do this as well, right? Like you should be writing one or two, maybe three paragraphs, uh, 500 words about whatever is going on in this video and linking back to it, right? I think that's another great suggestion and another motivator to start blogging. And if you already are blogging, right, like realizing that blogs are a communications and a marketing tool and part of the funnel and you can really have a captive audience there and redirect them, right? Like they're already invested in reading your narrative. So feel free to redirect them to your Instagram or to your store where the latest body of work might be for sale, right? Like don't feel afraid to use your blog. Um, at least the end, maybe in like italics and your closers as a little bit of a sales hook, right? Because that's what blogs are for. They're not necessarily your journal. They're like your journal with the purpose. And so you can share your Instagram. You can link back to YouTube videos. You can link back to your Instagram TV, you know, what have you. Okay, so now this is another cool graphic because it shows the platforms on the left-hand side and the post times on the right. So Gary's on the East Coast. He's in New York City. So um, it's going to be an Eastern Standard Time. But you do it for wherever you're at. If you're in Denver and you're in Colorado, we do Mountain Standard Time. Okay, so the things like the pillar content, like the Facebook, the podcast and the YouTube are all coming out at noon. And then the micro content is following a minute later, right? Like the micro content is following one minute later after the pillar content is out. So the second you're seeing that story, boom, video's up, good to go, already done, right? Boom, boom, back and forth, right? Like see the micro thing, see the Instagram story update, go back and watch the live stream, right? And that's exactly what I do with Creative Crunch is like right after I record or anything like that, I um, I try to get like a piece of content up and like let you guys know, okay, a live stream's ready to go. Like just watch that for the next 24 hours because you're only gonna have 24 hours to watch it. Um, go back to YouTube if you wanna watch the whole thing uninterrupted watch the video highlights right like i'm trying to push you back to watch that because i put a lot of effort into doing this and like it's a commitment to come and sit down and so i want you guys to know about that and be able to see that within the next 24 hours before it disappears and you have fewer options to see it okay so i think we'll take another break um play another little snippet of music for you guys do another little interlude and then we're going to come back to the last three steps of the Gary V content model, which are listen, create, and distribute. Okay. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back in a couple seconds. Bye.
Welcome back to Creative Crunch. We're in the second half of the Gary V content pyramid. Again, this is a slide share uh, from LinkedIn. I think it's pretty amazing that Gary V shares this kind of stuff. So I'll um, push it forward to you guys and share it with you as well. Also, my aspiration is to finally get the green screen uh, for the video figured out. So hopefully I can put the slide share up there uh, while the video is rolling. So the first half of this was document, create, distribute, and we talked a lot about the content pillars and the things like that. Now we're getting into listen, create, and distribute, the second half of the content pyramid. So step four is getting community insights. After you've distributed the pillar content and the micro content, listen to your audience and find out what pieces of content resonated with them, right? When you release these little snippets, what's getting comments, what's getting a lot of likes, what's getting shared, what kind of content is that? You know, like really have that feedback loop in mind because I think that's where the next wave of content is coming from, right? Like it's really about making the content work for you. Really, that's what I love about this pyramid and like having it all outlined in this slide share is like it really shows you how one weekly thing which i've been recommending to some friends and colleagues right and other creatives and artists the act of one weekly consistent thing really lets you um just have that right and like have that long pillar of content that you can come back to and create these micro contents from right it's, it's really insightful and a great way, I think, to improve your communication as a creative, right? Now you have feedback built into your social media. So Gary's team digs through the key comments on YouTube content. Um, you can kind of see timestamps of when they happen and things like that. Um, and when you do that, then you just grab, right? Like you grab the beginning of that thought and you cut it at the end of that thought, right? Like if a lot of people are commenting on that one little thing in that one little spot uh, within the first 24 hours of that long pillar content being out, um, then that's obviously what you clip and what you snip and what you turn into a highlight like obviously right and you can turn it into a story and you can turn it into tweets right there's beautiful beautiful possibilities with social media now and with user engagement the way that they can participate too as well as like by just liking and commenting and like when you see that that's what you know to capture and kind of recycle and upcycle I guess is an even better way to say it and Gary has a side note here I love these little slides on the slideshare that are like just weird faces of him interrupting himself I think that's amazing that they even found a way to put that part of the Gary brand into slide shares because he's like always just going off script and this is inside slide shares now he has this so one of his little off script comments is p.s oh as a way to engage with my community more my team and i have been telling our audience to comment with a timestamp see and to uh to a section of video that they liked right so asking the viewer to add that timestamp is really what's giving them the inner the uh, information right where to grab so i think that's interesting if you're watching on youtube and you're watching this live stream <laughs> timestamp your comment um so i can start doing this right this makes finding community insights in my comments much easier and allows me to make the content that my audience wants to see right so if you're digging the highlight and you want to do something um, and you want to have a comment and a little snippet around that like put a timestamp in it and you're good to go Boom, boom, boom. So I think that's kind of a great way to have people do that. So again, if you're watching a YouTube video on my channel, um, put a timestamp with your comment because then I know what to turn into a highlight. Right now, I was just thinking of making like my camera kind of shuts off after 10 minutes of recording or turns audio uh, video files into 10 minute snippets. Um, so I would love to kind of maybe get some feedback on that and really like creative crunch is at a point where it's ready to grow, but it needs more community engagement around that and I'm really trying to sort that out but if you ever have a highlight or you ever have a moment that really resonates with you uh, leave a timestamp with a comment and I can turn it into micro content so after listening right now we're naturally progressing into creating again when it's just cool that 
there's two opportunities to create here, right? Like within this process of uh, content and documentation, there's two steps in Gary Vee's model for creation, right? Two opportunities to create. And this time you're creating community-driven micro-content, right? Apply the insights from your audience by making more micro-content of the sections that stood out to your audience, right? So after this first wave and creating content just to get your viewers driven back to the long form, when they are at the long form and they leave a timestamp or they leave a comment and they're specifically mentioning a specific part, then that's what you turn into then the second wave of community driven, right? And then it's acknowledging your audience, right? It's this next part of acknowledgement. And I really think that when I apply this to Creative Crunch and I do a lot more active listening in my content distribution and I have time built in for that, um, I really think that's how this thing's going to grow, right? And you're going to be recognized. And I see that from like the few podcast interviews that I've done. And when we had Jose on the Instagram live stream one week, right? Like having those kind of engagements is amazing and really kind of shows me what's resonating with people. Uh, so really feel free to drop anything, whatever, right? Because I think that's how this thing is going to grow. Um, Feel free to comment, right? Like, let's get let's get a little bit more of this going on, a little bit more community. And I'm trying to figure that out too, but that's why I'm applying this Gary V content model. So an example that Gary has of community-driven micro-content is somebody timestamped their comment and said, my body just froze up and tears started falling. Respect, bro. And it gets turned into a little... Uh, Facebook video with kind of like meme headers and um, I, what's really cool about Gary's videos is he does closed captioning on them so you don't even need to listen to the audio to consume it right um, and it's all kind of like centered around the theme and the comment that that user made so lastly we're distributing this again okay Right now we have all of this user generated content from timestamped YouTube videos and things like that. Um, once you have your community driven micro content, you distribute them across all your social platforms again. Right. So your pillar of content goes into your micro content and your articles, which goes into community insight, which then finally goes into community driven micro content. So I really hope I can get the green screen figured out and I will share this on all my social platforms. Uh, but that's been really cool to kind of see how Gary does it and it really makes sense. And if you go follow him or you just snoop on some of his channels, you'll see like that's exactly what he does. Um, that's not made up. It's not any uh, Ty Lopez Ferrari BS. Um, it's what Gary actually does. So it'll be interesting to uh, put that in. What's up, Blake? How's it going, man? Got any thoughts? What's on your mind? What have you been up to today? I could use a little uh, Instagram Q&A time. You got any thoughts? What's been going on in your mind? It was good seeing you at CART. Um, yeah, we just kind of finished talking about some Gary Vee stuff. So if you have any thoughts, uh, Blake, and you want to get in the get those in there, um, I'd love to kind of maybe dedicate a couple minutes to you if you want to do that. Uh, so what I, I just got done talking about Gary V's content model, and I think this will be a cool opportunity to kind of sum this up. So thanks for asking. Uh, Gary V is like this social media media guru that I follow, and he recently released a slide share uh, about um, his content model, and it's a reverse pyramid, right? So he's um, putting long format things like his uh, keynote speeches and his podcast. He turns that into micro content that gets shared across all of his uh, social media platforms right after he shares the long form. And then that kind of goes through the community filter and people in the community get to interact with it. And he asks them to like timestamp their comments on YouTube. And then that's what he creates a second wave of content from, or I should say his team creates a second wave of content from around whatever the community is engaged in, right? 
and then that gets redistributed. So he's getting two waves of social media content out of this, um, out of one long form piece of content. And I was talking about for Creative Crunch, it's these recording sessions and it's these live streams on Monday afternoons uh, where people can tune in and it's like uninterrupted on YouTube for like 30, for three hours. Um, And then I've been thinking about how to turn that into other stuff. And so really finding this slide share was the answer to all of my problems. So that's kind of what we just got finished talking about. And yeah, I was just going to drink some water and kind of field any questions. Uh, Thanks to the Dream Company for tuning in. It's been a minute since I've seen you guys. yeah, right. Isn't it interesting? And it, and I think like I was talking about how it pl- applies to creative people. As I lose my audio, there we go. I was talking about how it applies to creative people uh, because once a week you could make art, right, for like three hours uninterrupted, talk to the camera every now and then, and you could turn that into your social media content for the week. See what people like and what they respond to create another wave right and you can do that all within like i think that's maybe like a week or two weeks i wonder what the timing is right like yeah and i guess i think that's what's really interesting about uh gary v's content model is that back and forth right like is that feedback loop and that's definitely been missing in like my personal branding and so i think it'll be interesting to kind of have that right like really try to build a community around this get that uh energy back like when i was doing stuff on walls and really have like dedicated people engaged in this and like getting content from them and thoughts and feedback from them um it's starting i can feel it i can feel it um, what are your guys' like social media plans? What do you do, Blake? Like, how do you make your Instagram pop? Because you've been getting your Facebook thing going. I've been noticing that too. Your new Facebook page has been going pretty good, and you're sharing the drawings. So you're doing the micro content. Right. Like, I know some artists are experimenting with like time lapse or like long form video. Have you ever done like a live stream or like drawn for like an hour while you've recorded yourself and just talked because I really enjoy your micro content like I enjoy that you're sharing those illustrations but I'm very curious about the process and I know because your lines are all so intricate that like it's probably has to be meditative in some form or fashion and it'd be very interesting to watch right like those layers develop you could easily do time lapse but I think that's an easy way out yeah Definitely. Like, definitely, I would suggest maybe, like, going live on Instagram once a week. I think that's been kind of cool for me. Um, I've been getting between, like, 30 and 60 people viewing the live streams over a 24-hour period. Um, And you can save your live streams. Oh, you're looking at passive and active income sources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Redbubble could be cool. I could see you doing, like, a sticker hustle. My thoughts on that is like, just don't put your art on like every single product, right? Like you don't need to put your art on like pillows and duvet covers, but I think you could definitely like hustle stickers maybe. And it depends on how they print their t-shirts, right? Like really be mindful of that. Cause if it's just like a awful iron on graphic, that might not be so cool. Hey Paul, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for the continued support. Yeah. Like, I definitely think you could, like, live stream and, like, do a drawing, right? And then, like, talk about your Redbubble, talk about the hustle. Maybe, like, your Redbubble is your LinkedIn bio. And then you do, like, DM to buy the final piece. Because I think your stuff will scan and turn to vector graphics really easily. Like you could easily scan your vector graphic, uh, your drawings in and turn them into a vector graphic and upload it to Redbubble, right? It would take like less than an hour. And then you could just hype that up, right? You're just like, oh, hey, the long form piece of content, like I drew this parrot and the parrot got like turned into a sticker, right? Like I drew this animal this week. Um, I drew it. And don't forget to like ask polls and questions and stuff. Like if you ever hit a creative block, I would highly recommend using your Instagram stories to just like field some questions with the question sticker or like 
take pictures of like rough sketches and do the slider emojis like that would be a great way to kind of tease people just be like hey i'm doing a live stream on such and such date what do you think i should draw these are some rough sketches um if you look on who i follow um i think like at atomic child design i think that's their handle would be a cool person to kind of follow and maybe reach out to um because they do um really fast vector drawings on the computer right like they're drawing in illustrator and then they turn that into stickers and things like that and they're always asking people right should this drawing actually turn into a product uh what kind of series should um what kind of series should come from this Hey, Emmy, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're just talking to Blake about passive and active income. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, it, you know, Blake, it's all about consistency, right? Like, that's what I've noticed. Like, the, if I really kind of just feed the monster of Instagram stories, right, and I'm, like, consistently posting on it, um, you'll start to see things and i'm not saying that like i get a million answers to my questions um what i'm saying is like i get a couple right yeah well and you can dm them like i feel like you should just dm anybody yeah yeah i'll dm you um yeah it's uh atomic child designs yeah um you should look them up but i'll try to remember to dm them to you um because i think that would be really cool um for you to kind of maybe mimic right like this is a good time to like just find someone on instagram or in denver that you want to mimic right like and just mimic their hustle right like just be around them yeah i'll send you those people um i really think um atomic child designs uh, similar flow right just he's doing it digital um starting digital so he's even skipping a step but if you want to keep it hand drawn i think that's a great little takeaway because you might be able to sell those hand drawn um artworks for more money right than you would stickers and stickers could be a volume game right you might not make that much on one sticker but when you start selling lots and lots and lots of stickers that might be the way to go yeah okay and you want to kind of do t-shirts too yeah reach out to like other screen printers and i suggest like doing that local um if you can and trying to like co-brand things or whatever yeah low priced prints yeah you'll get it figured out if you want to go that route it's not hard to go that route you just kind of got to figure things out and really like i suggest like framing maybe some of your drawings and that will pull people in but then like they'll buy the stickers they'll buy the five dollar prints the ten dollar prints right because you have to think about yourself you know i think this is a very humbling thought is you know when have you ever walked out of your house mentally prepared to spend a hundred dollars right like two hundred dollars you're not really right even even if it is an art event like really are you thinking about like oh tonight i'm gonna drop a hundred dollars on a piece no i i mean i don't maybe you're from a different income bracket right or maybe you just have different priorities than me uh but that kind of stuff i don't really think about spending a hundred dollars when i walk out of the door to go cruise santa fe art district or whatever that night you know but you can totally get me with an impulse buy right like i will spend five dollars like nobody's business if you take mm -hmm. cards right if you take cash app if you take venmo i will spend five dollars in a heartbeat right oh emmy that is a great thought so emmy just commented that goodwill frames are a great option uh and you know they're less expensive and they're a unique way and you can usually find like whatever your local thrift store is you can find their discount day for whatever color sticker frames are right and you can load up on those days um and a dollar can of spray paint and a little bit of sandpaper and you can give all of those weird frames a nice consistent even look i suggest black or white or maybe like sticking to one color that makes them all pop um but i've seen that done hundreds of times that's a great way to go with framing okay yeah and you really just you got to test it out and again like that's why i suggest if you go the shirt route trying to find somebody local um because it's all about having your hands on the product right like you want to get samples if you can um silver color copper yeah like wire wire wrapping yeah yeah just like get your hands on it make one or two like don't go over the board with anything right like make a couple samples test those samples get them in people's hands see what they think about them um reach out to a couple places like see what it looks like oh cool 
yeah, looking forward to the series. And it's cool to kind of see that you're thinking about products as well as the art itself. And do the same thing for content, right? Do the same thing for content. And I'm just going to say right now, you and Emmy, right, should definitely follow each other or start DMing because you guys have similar vibes. Yeah, you guys definitely have similar vibes. Um, okay, so I'm going to share the slide share. And then we're going to move on to something else. So thank you, Emmy and Blake, uh, for chatting it up on the live stream for a couple of minutes. If you guys have any other thoughts or anything like that, uh, let's keep it rolling. Let's keep talking to each other um, and maybe pin some comments. I'm just going to share a link real quick. We'll be right back to Creative Crunch. Welcome back to Creative Crunch. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in today as I kind of experiment with um, with talking to you guys about slide shares and kind of Gary V content models. I thought we would just kind of wrap up today's episode uh, with a little bit of clickbait, which is Facebook stock crashing, right? Um, yeah, I kind of teased in the beginning that like we haven't been talking about stocks that long, long uh, here on Creative Crunch, and then all of a sudden this happens. So if you're not with it by now, which I don't know how you would be, uh, Facebook Inc.'s common stock has like dropped three uh, percent. Um, since we last talked, right? Like they had this huge um, stock drop, and. Um, Let's just kind of see what the news world is saying about this. Because um, I think Zuck lost like 14, 15 billion, million. I don't know. So I'm just pulling up the freshest articles I can on this. Um, and this one is coming from CNBC. Facebook would no longer be a growth stock if its disastrous guidance becomes a new normal, right? So this is all stemming around the Facebook uh, privacy scandal with Cambridge Analytica and um, the disasters there, right? And uh, the privacy issues and really just mass waves of people deleting their account. Um, and then just overall in general, people are spending less time on Facebook and really exploring other um, opportunities with that. Um, yeah, so I think it's interesting that that happened. So we'll pull up our usual website, which is uh, theinvestsnips.com slash list of publicly traded social media companies. And wow, it is just not a good day on the stock market. Basically, everything is in the red. Uh, basically, everything is in the red, right? Like Alphabet has taken a dip. Facebook has taken a dip. Um Twitter's taken a dip, you know, it Yelp is taking a dip. So everybody's stocks are kind of dipping in sort of this wave after uh, Facebook's stock taking a massive hit and really Zuckerberg trying to uh, recoup this uh, with some PR and things like that. But really, it's just um, I don't think it's what the users want. And uh, personally, if we're just going to talk about me for a second, I'm really sick and tired of just like being the brand manager of all these pages. And you would be shocked at the amount of like advertising for advertising I receive, right? If you're a page manager for your creative brand or anything like that, you are probably in the same boat as me, right? You go scrolling and if it's a scheduled piece of content or whatever, they think that it's performing well, they want you to boost it, right? That's why Facebook is free, people, right? It's the amount of advertising dollars that go into this thing and go into this engine, right? And the amount of data that they have that can help you target those ads. You can geographically locate your ad. You can do it by age, race, ethnicity, multiple facets of diversity, right? Like that's the big pull for Facebook is those advertising dollars. But if there's no eyes to look at the ads, then why would they continue to be successful, right? And when you have a privacy scandal like this, there's going to be less eyes. So naturally now there's a decrease in advertising dollars, which is leading to a dip in stock, which has led to this like PR uh, cleanup 
by Zuckerberg, which is really not that hasn't really been that successful. Um, so it's interesting to kind of just take that into perspective. Um, yeah, and let's check on crypto because I'm really interested in crypto. You know me. Um, I got my cash card. Hashtag not sponsored, but if Cash App would like to sponsor me, all the babies are using it. Uh, so I would love to get sponsored by Cash App because uh, I just got my cash card, right? I just got to sign my laser engraved card and it came in the mail and I've been using the app. And the main pull for me uh, to get this app was I really wanted to um, develop a crypto portfolio, right? And I can do that on the Cash App. I can start taking side hustle money um after all my bills are paid, <laughs> I can take side hustle money and put that into my crypto portfolio and buy Bitcoin through the cash app. So looking forward to that. So let's briefly talk about crypto. Um, it's also seeing a dip, right? We talked in the last couple of episodes how it was doing really good. And now everything is having a one, two, three percent dip in value. Um, so again, just kind of briefly talking about that because I thought that would be some nice little clickbait. Uh, just talking about that again because I thought that would be some nice clickbait to have at the end of the podcast episode. Uh, thanks to everyone who listened in. Um, go build your content pillars, right? Get out there, start podcasting, start making long form content and turning it into short form content. Take a step back, get a little bit higher up in the clouds before you're diving into the dirt, but don't forget to dive into the dirt. I've got a minute left on the Instagram live stream and my DSLR camera is about to die because I had a sweet video gig that paid me uh, money this morning, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in on the Instagram live stream. Thank you for the continued support. Um, everyone who's following me on YouTube, just Curtis Tucker as I roll out video highlights. Thanks to everyone who's listening on anchor.fm slash creative crunch. Please leave me an audio message if some Something from today caught your ear drop a comment send a dm smash that like hit the bell all the other social things this has been creative crunch i'm your host curtis tucker we'll see you next week thanks for listening in